Remember when you were a little child and you were convinced that when you grew up, you would be a singer or a dancer or even run away with the circus? Did you do it? And if not, what changed? I'm Zelda St. Wild and with over 20 years experience as a professional performer, I'm fascinated with what it is that holds so many back from pursuing their passion and what it takes to live the life we all deserve. Ask yourself, what if you were born to do this? My career started properly when I was at university and I was studying physical theatre and dance. During that time, I was doing a lot of breakdance shows. Uh, yeah, I was a, I was a B-girl back in the day. So we were doing like battles around the UK and a few in Europe. And that was amazing. That was like the first time I was really as part of something proper that wasn't just me making all my friends dance together with me um but rather a bunch of motivated people like traveling around and dancing and doing shows and working on choreography and learning on learning our skills and stuff and um, practicing all the time so that was probably the first thing that I started doing but it wasn't really a career because it wasn't that much paid work but it was still like my introduction into live shows and then I was at university, but while I was at university, I decided to put a show together myself. So I created a show called The Glitter Kittens, which the idea really was just to combine all the things that I was into and I am into. So dancing, music, cabaret, musical theatre, all that kind of conflicting styles in a way because I like a lot of rock music I was listening to a lot of rock music at the time so the idea was to do more like cabaret dancing to rock music and that was essentially how the Glitter Kittens was born it was a combination of the things that I was already into and there wasn't anything like that at the time where I could just do something that I loved so I guess I just created it myself (laughs) just made this concoction out of the need of me doing that so Got together some girls, a girl that was training with me at the time at university, and we did ridiculous amounts of shows, like once it took off. So I was doing the booking myself. I was auditioning performers myself. I was emailing venues. I was like stalking bands and promoters on MySpace, as it was at the time. And it was literally just admin all day and rehearsing all night and then sandwiching in the university actual syllabus somehow that I think that went out the window a little bit. I did do it. I did complete it. Um, But I had this obsession then with the Glitter Kittens and I was firing on all cylinders. So that was kind of like how it all started. And that snowballed into just so many exciting things. We started doing shows all over the UK, like four or five times a week. We'd be in Scotland one night. We'd be in... Wales the next day would be in London. We were just up and down. We were doing cabarets, burlesque events, theatres, boats, all sorts, and different kind of music lineups um, with a lot of rock bands, metal nights, uh, jazz nights, everything. It was great. And I feel like really kind of being able to run my own thing and create the things that I wanted to create just taught me so much really fast. It taught me about behind the scenes and everything that you do that side, but it just taught me so much as a performer. So that was kind of really my introduction into being on stage officially and making a living out of it and what kind of came after that. (laughs) 
while I was still a student, obviously you have a lot of time off, don't you? So we'd have like a summer holiday and everything. And that was really just used for booking in tours. So I essentially just become my own tour manager and would just like book out a whole load of things, festivals, things like that. Um, in my first year of university for the summer holidays, we were like, right, we're going to go to L.A., Let's go to LA. Let's put the show on in as many places as possible. So that that was kind of like my drive through the first year. Um, and we actually went out and was out there for maybe eight weeks, just doing different venues, different different kind of um, music venues and things like that. And that was like a, a, a massive confidence boost as well, because as a music lover, so many people I, I've been obsessed with in my life played at the Whiskey A Go-Go so on the Sunset Strip. Uh, the Doors, Led Zeppelin, Blondie, everybody has played there, Motley Crue. And we got to do a show there, which was amazing. So it made all these things seem really possible from just this random idea that I'd had at Salford Uni to being across the world on a stage that was like a renowned stage that my idols had been on. That was kind of a turning point, I think, that summer. Of, right okay this is it it's working what I'm saying is not deluded it's possible so this is it let's go for it full steam ahead and that was it after that it was just show 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 here there everywhere <laughs> so studying physical theatre and dance at university so the idea behind the physical theatre kind of came out of the breakdancing element because it was physical expression it was theatre I've always liked drama I like acting so it's just a combination of movement and acting and that's what drew me to it and uh, and I'd seen so many great physical theatre companies at the time that that kind of influenced me so when I kind of started my university university course the idea was thinking maybe I could go down the physical theatre route and combine acting and movement and then yeah I don't know if it kind of it didn't fulfill me you know didn't fulfill me in the way that I thought it would because there wasn't a lot of the sort of things I was interested in going on. So I just made my own up. So the first time I went to university for the physical theatre and dance, it was a HND. So that's your like higher national diploma. So it's like the step before a degree. Um, and then the intention was to top up a year doing a specialist subject, whether that be dance or drama, you do an extra year and then you get your degree. But by then the show was like, it was doing really well. Everything was just snowballing and I didn't stick around and do my degree. So I left with my H&D, which is fine. It's a qualification, but I didn't want to stay because by then I was just enjoying actually getting paid to be a performer. So it didn't really make sense to me to stay on at university to leave a year later to try and get paid work when I already had paid work. I mean, I did go back to uni years later as an even more mature student. <laughs> but um, that was that was later, later down the line. So when I returned, I was in my 30s. And that just was a case of branching out um, creatively into maybe side fields. So I went back to university to do drama and creative writing a degree which I did really enjoy I really enjoyed it and it wasn't necessarily just to become like this big author it was just because it, I'd always 
enjoyed writing. When I was young, I liked writing stories, short stories, poems. I thought I was going to write songs at one point when I was probably about 10. I had loads of lyrics and stuff that, I mean, I'm sure they were terrible, but at the time I thought they were amazing. <laughs> I thought they were like, you know, top of the pops where the it was just an outlet for me and it was an interest and, you know, that's that's me. If it's niggling away at me and it's something that I want to pursue, then I'm going to pursue it. So, yeah, the, the second, both times at university were really, really, like, beneficial. Like, the first time, yeah, maybe it wasn't the course that I thought, maybe it wasn't the journey that I expected to go on, but the journey that came from it was amazing. And the fact of being able to have a rehearsal space all the time, having people there that were photographers or studying videography and things. And I could just pull in all these creatives really easy when I was like, right, I want a show reel. I'm making a music video. I'd love to do this. It was a bit like this little sulfur version of fame. <laughs> so, you know, I would never change that. It was fantastic. It just wasn't what I expected going in. It wasn't what I expected to come out, but it was all good. I think when you think of achievements in your career it's for me things that I've wanted to do as a child and then them happening like I remember saying to my nana when I was little like I wanted to dance on stage at the Palace Theatre which is like a big theatre in Manchester it's where all the the musicals and the big shows would be on there in the opera house and getting the chance to do that numerous times is like a, a thing personally because that was a goal in my in my mind same with like the whiskey go go and things like that but essentially the the re the rewards are just being able to do what you enjoy every show is a reward and people enjoying it is amazing and it's not an egotistical thing but I just I, I love connecting with people afterwards and they say oh we really enjoyed it or you know that was great and or we'd like to do this, that type of dance or whatever. So I think in general, celebrate the small wins, all these steps, the fact that you're doing it and you're enjoying it and you're getting to do something that you, you enjoy, don't take that for granted. It doesn't need to be, oh, I won Performer of the Year or I was on stage at Glastonbury. I've done a lot of things that look great on paper, if I think about it, but they're not the things that really stick in, in your mind. When you enjoy what you do, it's good to kind of keep learning as well. At the same time, I would give the advice to performers or dancers or any kind of artists out there as well, that if you've got an interest in something similar or slightly on a tangent, just just pursue it because all these skills end up beneficial to you at some point. If you're good at doing all the admin side or the choreography side and you can put on a show or you're amazing at making costumes and things like that, when you're doing all those things for yourself, because you have to, because no one else is going to do it, later down the line, these are skills that you're like, oh my God, they, they're invaluable because now I can do this and this and this, or I know that I want this like this or like that. I'm not creative in that way. I wasn't great with like costumes and things like that, but I did it for my own show and it taught me so much. And I just love to learn. So it wasn't really long into my career as a dancer and especially doing burlesque. That sort of fire performers. I was like, right, well, I want to do fire. That was the next one. Stilt walkers. Well, I could do I could do stilt walking. And you just kind of layer them on over time. And then when they become a bit normal, I think you just maybe, maybe I look for another one. So then aerial and silks and things like that. And 
Ariel is one when I think about it now. When I was really, really young, like, well, teens, I remember going to see some circus show just like in the park, Heaton Park or something near, near where I lived in Manchester. And there was aerialists on. And that was something that at that time I never believed I would be able to do, which is interesting. So sometimes you can have a, a confidence in one skill set and just not in the other. And I was kind of of the idea of, oh, I wish I could do that one day, but that will never happen. So again, that's that's amazing that I'm I'm doing that. I enjoy studying with my aerial, learning all the time and progressing with that. But anything that, yeah, just intrigues you as a performer, just throw yourself in because these skills all connect and the more you can do for yourself, the better. I think the more you can push yourself and learn things in any skill set, in any career, the better off you are. You know, people don't want to get stale. You don't want to get stale doing what you're doing or getting bored. Be someone that's got a lot of different strings to their bow. Maybe you're not the best at them all, but I just think it's best to just have that kind of drive and keep learning regardless of what you're doing. You know, you don't have to be a performer. You can be, you don't have to be anything creative. Just that view of always moving forward and always learning new things, I think is valuable as a human being. Otherwise, I just think we we just settle and we we don't question things and we're, we just move in without thinking. The more you're learning and the more you're finding things that you enjoy and progressing, I just think it's it's a healthy way of living. Thank you all for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you can leave a review and share this to all of your friends. Subscribe to be notified of my next episode and remember to ask yourself, were you born to do this? Thank you.